Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Kudzu Radio Hour with Buffalo and Billy, special homebound edition. Brought to you by the fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. Fresh, organic chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts ever. Get more info or order online at SpringerMountain.com. That's SpringerMTN.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, it also tastes great. And I will put my hand up and tell you, yes, it does. Just had the boneless chicken breast again last night. And I got to tell you, man, it's just downright tastes better. Uh, It just tastes better. And it's good for you. Springer Mountain Farms. Yeah. Just ask for it at all your favorite grocery stores. They've got it. Everybody's got it. Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. Yeah, baby. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> this is J.D. Andrew. And it's Teddy Zigzag, and we're the Boxmasters. You're listening to the Kudzu Radio Hour, the only radio show where you can hear the Marshall Tucker Band or Willie Nelson one minute. And the Boxmasters the next. And then maybe Frank Zappa, or then maybe Freebird. Or <laughs> and J.D., you didn't sound like you were reading that at all. Hey, Michael Buffalo Smith. Hey, Michael Buffalo Smith. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Bubba. There you go, man. We did our best. (laughs) We had a heartland That thumped to beat the band We took a hard stand but we stood to lend a hand Sure there were sad days Yeah we had some bad ways But we saw sun rays Poking through the darkest maze Now we're the big storm Crossing over the oceans The world watches the clouds form With tides of the thunder go away Or is this just a matinee Let the bleeding pray The believers say Is this some kind of sick for play Are we backstage at Wars Broadway Let the bleeding pray That's what believers say His own biggest fan So much for all so ran Even an open mind Is sometimes unrefined But it's not designed To go completely blind Now with a big storm Crossing over the ocean The world watches the clouds fall 
Well, all right, that was the Boxmasters featuring old Billy Bob Thornton, and the song was called Let the Bleeding Pray. That's from their latest album, Speck. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome in right now my good buddy, uh, all the way from Parts Unknown. You know him, you love him, but don't invite him to dinner. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. He'll drink all your beer. Billy Eli, hey! Hey, Buff, how's it going today? Doing pretty good, pretty good. You uh, doing all right? Yeah, you know, locked down like everybody else. Just yeah. looking out the bunker window. How's uh, how's everything in Sparkle City? It's, uh, you know, oddly enough, um, I was out yesterday, and there's actually more traffic than there was before the pandemic. And people are, I mean, everybody's just out riding around. And I will say this, I'm a little concerned by the amount of people who are just ignoring the warnings and going out without a mask and congregating in groups and and just, you know, thinking somehow or another they get it in their mind to either they're not going to get it or that it's a government hoax or <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy yeah, stuff. I, it's crazy I, stuff. I, I, I say this. It's my, my personal, my personal thing is folks be careful. Take care. Uh, I mean, you, you better be careful. Cause I had a, I just heard from a friend this, uh, this week that's in the hospital near death. This guy is, uh, in his 20s, it was an optimum health. So, you know, you can say that it's conspiracy or whatever you want to say. Guy's dying. He, uh, he had a heart attack. <laughs> a perfectly oh, healthy yeah, young yeah, man yeah. had a heart attack. Right. It's, it's, it stressed his heart. The, the, the disease stressed his heart enough that he had a cardiac event. It's yeah. a violent uh, disease. Violent uh, in its destruction. So... We all got to, well, you know, well, just play by the rules, folks. Come on. It's know, not that big was, a deal to, you know, to lock down a little bit longer. And, um, you really know. I think what's happened, man, is we've just, we've been locked down a long time. And I and I think a lot of people that were that were very vigilant about wearing masks and, so, and staying six feet. And it's just. You know, it's like anything. It's like anything else. It's gone on long enough now that I think some. I think people are starting to kind of cut some corners, and it's in the back of your mind. You know, you're thinking, well, yeah, I'm probably not going to get it, or if I do, probably. I probably won't. It won't be that big a deal, or I don't know anybody that's got it. Maybe it's not as contagious as it. it you know, just I mean, you know how that is. You, you people, you, you know, people start cutting corners after a while because. You know, let's face it, uh, social distancing and the lockdown, it's not very much fun. I, I'm not enjoying it either. Nobody know? is, but but, but, it's, right. but it's something you got to do if you want to live. Yeah, that's, you know, I, that's my take on it too. But, you know, but, yeah. I'm thinking about uh, becoming well, here, one of those I saw I'm on concerned. the news this morning. There's a group of people who have uh, <clears throat> have uh this, like this one man up north, he has all this land and he has a, um, he's built a community and you can pay him to be a part of that community, but it's an end times community 
and they have stockpiled tons and tons of food and toilet paper and guns and all this kind of stuff just you know in case the apocalypse hits you know supposedly you know they'll but my my thing is if the apocalypse hits you know well none of that ain't gonna do you any good (laughs) you'll be like uh rick grimes on the walking dead you know well if it's true biblical apocalypse yeah none of that stuff's gonna save you you know yeah i just you know, I'm giving most people the benefit of the doubt. You know, I think everybody, you know, I think most people are trying to, they're, they're trying to do, you know, what what's best. And just like I said, it's been going on a really long time now, and I, and I, it, it it's easy to cut corners. It's like uh, I hadn't I hadn't done my walk yet today, but I wear my mask when I walk. And I'm looking outside today, and it's you know 74 degrees, and it's bright and it's sunny, you know. Mask is a pain in the in the neck, and it's you know it's hot and it fogs my glasses up, and yeah. and uh, so you know so it would be real easy for me to say ah, I'm not gonna do the mask, man. I'm not gonna run into anybody anyway, and that's probably true. Well, but you know, I'm gonna wear it, but I'm gonna mask anyway, just because I'm not gonna start cutting corners because then it's easier to cut corners next time. Uh, I'm going to run in the store without my mask. And, uh, uh, hey, I just got in from, you need to, you need to san- desanitize your hands. Yeah, I will right after I do this. You know, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it, after, after you start, after you start letting things slip, you know, it, it's just easier to let more stuff slip. And, and uh, you know, and the, they said the thing about the mask, you're not wearing that for yourself. You're wearing that for the people around you. Yeah, there was a, a friend of mine told me, um, you remember uh, we used to, on the radio show, this guy that used to call in called Rebel. Yeah, A friend of mine, that. Rebel, he, uh, he told me, he's a good friend of mine. He told me he was at the store the other day, and um, he said, this is, this is kind of the mentality at some places. The lady working behind the counter was wearing a mask, but the person, and uh, I mean, he went up there and he had bought some chips and something else. And, uh, she pulled out a paper bag, you know, and pulled her mask down and blew into the bag to, you know, to expand the bag, to put stuff in right. and pulled her mask back up. He's like, yeah. no, I don't need a bag. Right. Yeah. That won't yeah, make, uh, make any sense at all. But, uh, well, yeah, and I'm sure that she would have stopped and thought about what she was doing. She would have went, oh, yeah, what did I do that for? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to say the, uh, you know, uh, a while ago to open the show, we played a song by uh, the Boxmasters, and I just heard from uh, Billy Bob and the Boxmasters, and uh, they were planning another, you know, they've been doing it every summer. They've been doing a new album and a tour. But right. of course, they had to cancel this year, and uh, right. I guess their new album is probably going to be held up. But the way they record, by the time they get ready to release that, they'll have two more in the can. I know they've got at least five in the can now that have never been released. They just keep right. recording and writing, and him and Billy Bob and JD just write songs like Lennon and McCartney. I mean, just over and over and over, all these songs. And it seems to have this, always have this thing where the songs are sort of gloomy, 
but the music is all peppy. <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's trippy, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, gonna die, yeah, yeah gonna die, yeah. Well, so it's happy. It's happy music about sad stuff. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but that about that, I was gonna say. Um, now that's a quote from my history teacher back in uh, high school. He would be telling something during his lectures. And he would get to a stopping point and he'd go, and that about that. And uh, that, you know, he's going to change subjects. And that about yeah. that. He also had us reading Alex Haley's book, Roots, but he called it Roots. Roots. Y'all read the book, Roots? And he had Kuta yeah. Kente, but he called him Kuta Kenny. And uh, I never yeah, will forget that. Was, what a character. All these people in your life, they play into your, you know, they play into my writing and they play into my, when I used to do the acting and the improv and stuff, all these people, you know, interesting things. I got in trouble as a kid. My mother gave me a whooping for imitating the neighbor. She said I was making fun of her. I said, no, I'm just trying to talk like her. You know, I was trying to do an impersonation, you know, but they didn't get it. They didn't. They thought right. I was making fun of the woman because she said, Come over here, Dodd. I got to put my wash out on the line. Right. Uh, the wash. Yeah. Yeah. That would be clothes that have been washed and dried. Uh, but it, yeah, right. Uh, the, um, yeah. They added, added that extra R. Like the same way with Earl. People that I got to change Earl. Change my Earl in my car. That's right. Yeah. The um, podcast that we're doing. Kudzu Radio Hour is uh, available. Tell all your friends. Please help us spread the word. It's on, uh, on not only here on Anchor, but you can get it on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Public, Radio Public, God, everywhere. I listened to it the other day just for kicks. On Spotify, it's pretty neat. You can just go to Spotify and punch in Kudzu Radio Hour and the shows come up and you can just play them through that platform. So it's kind of cool. I dig it, man. I dig it. I dig being back on the airwaves. Yeah, it's, it's fun doing a radio show, isn't it? It's kind of wacky, yeah. It's kind of wacky. Especially um, and now all these people are copying us, doggone it. I mean, we were doing this years ago when there weren't that many people doing it. We were we were doing it before we were doing it before there was lockdown. Yeah, we we're doing it but pre lockdown. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh yeah, uh in the magazine I do an article called Couch Potato because I I watched a lot of T V. Well, maybe not as much as I used to. I just want to mention two programs, okay? Um there's a second season. I just binged the second season of a show called Dead to Me on Netflix. And it's Christina Applegate, who, you know, used to be on Married with Children as a hot young girl. And now she's a hot middle-aged girl, uh, woman. And, you know, it looks even more beautiful now. I mean, she is drop-dead gorgeous, but... Agreed. I just love her. I love her. And a friend of hers, uh, this other actress, they play friends on there. And uh, it's kind of a murder, I can't say a murder mystery. It's not that, I mean, it's kind of serious, but it's kind of got 
fun in it too. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, it's just something I'll say that you get on it. I binged the first season in one weekend. I binged the second season in one day because they're 30 minute shows. And you just go, you go through 10 of them and you go, what? It's all over. Okay. Uh, but it's good stuff. That's called dead to me. And, um, another show I've been watching forever is the blacklist. Well, they got into a thing this season where they were, uh, did not turn you on to that. Yeah, a hundred years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like in their first season, we were doing the show, and you said, uh, I mean, any, any, any movies? And I said, I hadn't uh, recommend. I said, I hadn't been watching any movies, but I'm, man, I'm watching this great, uh, I'm watching this great series called Blacklist, and yeah, and, and, and then you, you binge-watched it, right? Yeah, I got, man, I got really hooked on it, and uh, the uh, Raymond Reddington there, uh, What's that actor's name? Oh, the main uh, James uh, uh, Spider. Yeah, just an outstanding actor, and he he plays oh, yeah, that character. He, that I mean, he the character's really interesting, and then so is the girl, um, Lizzie. She's right. a, she's a beauty, but I love the um, I love the show. But they were coming into the season finale. And they ran out of the ability to film because of the virus. Right. The same thing happened with Walking Dead. And Walking Dead, we're all waiting for the season finale. And they're saying it's still, you know, months off now or weeks or months off. So, but Blacklist didn't do that. They did something totally different. Last night, I saw the season finale. They took the footage they had already shot and combined it with animation that looked like um graphic novel even had the little boxes come up on the screen that said like midnight downtown and all this and the characters i mean the artwork was unbelievable it was like uh like the best graphic novel thing it was switched back and forth between the uh animation and the reality and i thought well you know I posted on Twitter and I said, this is the most original. That's really an original thing for a TV show. They just, it was cool. I mean, that they wrapped it up like that. I mean, it's pretty neat, but that, I was impressed. Cool. I was duly impressed. Um, also, I wanted to say that uh, every, maybe not every week, but every once in a while, I meant to do this last week. We're going to crown the kudzu king and queen. Um, Oh, this can oh, be yeah. uh, anybody that Billy or I, either one, um, feel like have done either something for us personally <laughs> or for the planet or for other people. And I've got two that I'm going to do. The king is going to be uh, Dwayne Fields. He's the one we were talking about called Rebel, who has done a lot to help me personally during my illness and uh, during the uh, pandemic and everything. Thank you to Rebel. Or as my, uh, when my, uh, the lady in my phone has a British accent, when I say, uh, uh, call Rebel, she goes, which number for Rebile? She calls him Rebile. Rebile. (laughs) Which number for Rebile? 
Uh, and uh, okay, and the uh, queen would be Karen Fan, who um, just out of the kindness of her heart, typeset two or three of these big long interviews, like the one I did with Henry Paul, that would have taken me days with two finger typing. But she transcribes right. these things to help me out, and I just wanted to say publicly thank you to Karen Fan, the queen, our queen this week. And our king, Rebel. Rebel. Rebel Fields. Rebel. Rebile. Rebile. That's it. Rebile. And uh, if you ever have a king and a queen, or a queen or just a king, or a pawn or a rook, just let me know. Right. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Now, that's if I have a queen, not if I am a queen. Right? That's right, because if you're a queen, then never mind. It could be. Uh, anyway. I think it would be a good. I think that what you should do now is tell me what you were you had mentioned before, that uh, a little bit about what you've been doing musically, and then I think you're actually going to treat us to a tune. But go ahead and tell, yeah, gonna, set it yeah, up. I'm tell gonna, us about it. Well, I've been writing a lot, and I'm sure that all the songwriters out there have either been writing a lot or fighting their way through writer's block, uh, because certainly you got time now. And uh, so, yeah, I went through a little patch. I hadn't written anything in four or five years, and then, uh, I don't know, I had a lockdown. There wasn't anything else to do. I was tired of playing the same stuff I'd been playing. So Jim Poonfield my guitar player, the guitar player in our band and our the, our producer said, uh, man, once you, if you, yeah, I'm tired of playing these songs too. I want you to write some new ones. Said, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I sit down and, and kind of, I, a lot of them were inspired by the lockdown, but I, I was trying to avoid, you know, saying lockdown and social distancing a lot. So, I metaphorically slowed them into, you know, something else. And, um, but yeah, uh, tell you what, here, let's do this. This is, this is a new thing I wrote. It's called, uh, wine in the desert. First season is the hardest. Uh, damn, but we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to edit that out. I forgot. Uh, I forgot the damn lyrics. That's okay. We'll leave. I can't edit, so you just quit. Yeah, these are pretty new. Hold on. So, uh, as soon as I think of that second line, I'll have it. Okay, I got it. Yeah, it's called Wine in the Desert. <clears throat> this is, uh, I metaphorically use the desert as a trial because that's kind of biblical, like Exodus. The first season is the hardest. With four seasons still to go Searching for what's not showing The desert's chewing on your bones Pull the lights back 
from your window. Pull the hair back from your face. To see you one more time would be better than a drink of water. Better than a drink of wine. Second season is the hardest. Take each season in its turn. There's still nothing growing. Flowers waiting on the sun. Pull the lace back from your window. Pull the hair back from your face. To see you one more time would be better than a drink of water better than a drink of wine the last seasons are the hardest an endless empty ache there'll be water in the canyon to hold the devil in his place. Pull the lights back from your window. Pull the hair back from your face. To see you one more time would be better. Well, thanks, man. It's about um, what it's really about. It's about uh, the five stages of grief uh, dressed up as seasons. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, it's not just because you're my friend or anything, but that's, that may be one of my favorites that you've ever written. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat I like there it. and I just like listened it. to it. The, um, the music and the, uh, and the construction of the song and the lyrics. Uh, yeah, I'm, I love it. Um. If I like it that much, I think everybody else is going to as well. But I mean, it's just really. You know, uh, I don't want to get into over explaining it because, as you know, man, anytime anybody ever asks me, hey, what's that song about? It's about whatever speaks to you, man. It, yeah. You know, but, but what it's about to me is uh, the, I applied the five stages of grief to lockdown, man, because it, uh, I really think that a lot of people are, are we're dealing with this the same way we would deal with a, a loss of a of a friend or a family member or a loved one. We we can't see the people that are important to us. We 
uh, I mean, we can see them. It's just like me and you, you know, we're doing this every week in school and we're looking at each other. But it's not like I'm in Spartanburg and we're going to go have beer, man. I mean, you know, we can't shake hands and we can't, you know, hang out. We can't hang out uh, by your wall of fame and, and, you know, talk about records that we like in the same room and play our guitars. And and in a lot of ways that, you know, I I really like that the technology's made it where we can all stay connected. But in a lot of ways, that's almost worse, man. It, it, it's like, uh, it reminds me of like sci-fi stuff, you know, where it's yeah. like everybody's in deep space and we can we can communicate with people back home, but we can't really, you know, we're not really able to interact with them. And that, for me, is what that song is about. Now, I don't want to jinx it. It can, you know, it, it's, it's to whoever hears it, it's about whatever speaks to you. But yeah. To, to me, it was just, to me, this is kind of like being in the desert and and there's nothing to do. There's nothing to be done, but just keep keeping on till you get to the end of the desert and you come back, you know, into real life. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Uh, that, what you're saying, that reminded me of a conversation I had with Dickie Betts one time. And uh, I asked him about a song he had written. Uh, a newer song he had written called Tombstone Eyes. And I was like, did you write that about Janis Joplin? He goes, you tell me. He yeah. said, he said, I want you to, whatever this song means to you is what it is. He said, yeah, I, I don't all, like to yeah. try. He said, I don't like to try and explain, well, you know, what well, I was writing about may not even be right. what you think it's about. Right. Well, and I mean, that's, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of how I think it ought to be, you know? I mean, uh, you float it out there and, and somebody listens to it and say, well, uh, what did you mean here? Well, you know, what I meant doesn't really make any difference. It's, 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 you know, what parts of it mean things to you? Uh, and I, that's something over the course of my career I've struggled with a little bit because I'd write things that were deeply personal to me and I'd play them and people would be like, oh yeah, that's okay. And then, you know, yeah. and then I, I'd write some boogie thing in E and everybody's like, ah oh, man, that's great. That I'm happens like, to me. Yeah, are, yeah. are you serious, man? I thought this up while I was shaving. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what gets me is when you put your whole heart into song and you play it for somebody and they go, that's my, that's not bad. It's right. not bad. Okay, all right. Well, all right. you do that, but then, uh, but th- then again, you know, you played some goofy little boogie song. It's oh yeah, dun, 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 and they're like, ah oh, man, that's the best thing I ever heard. Man, that's great, man. That three that three chord boogie, I like that. Boy. Yeah, and you're just like, really? Yeah, and you know, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't ponder too much what the. Yeah, I, I don't blame I don't you. I don't blame you. I like it when people like my stuff and whatever they like about it. I'm glad they like that about well, it. Well, you, you just know? let me know uh, in the near future when you have that available on a recording because I want to I want to have it and play it over and over again. <laughs> well, we're, I, I we're just... demoing it now. That'll be in a, that'll be on an I would say the next record, but that's not true because like you were talking about the Boxmaster. See, we have an album that's ready to come out. Yeah. Uh, We've been working on it for about two years, and and uh, and it's ready to go now. And it was supposed to drop in the fall, but that's not happening now because 
Yeah. You know, nobody, you can't go play anywhere. And uh, so it's going to push that back about a year. Well, this the thing I just played, that'll be on the next record we record, which normally about this time next year, we would be starting to record it. But again, we're probably going to be delayed a full year. But we are, we are demoing. Uh, we talked about this last week about being able to remotely demo, and that's that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, you, you can send me the demo when you get it done, so I can listen to it. I will, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I, uh, available. I like that. I like it. The uh, Thank you. I want to say, uh, <clears throat> Alexa just said the word "great." I don't know why. <laughs> This might answer what, what did she say? Uh, she, she, that I don't know why, but I'm always working on how I say things, and I might not have it right. Uh, Alexa, stop. Alexa just takes off talking, and uh, she'll pick up on something that I say and just start talking. Uh, I wanted to say a big happy birthday today to a pal of mine by the name of Roger Earl. A fog hat who's also the founder of fog hat wine who is a longtime friend and sponsor of ours um roger earl is 73 years young today and uh still drumming away like a wild man great guy and it's pretty good wine isn't it yeah yeah he's uh they make some good stuff man you you had you had some of that when i was uh when you were living at that uh apartment that oh yeah i've had it for, for forever acres and acres of apartments i like to never found where you were living because everything yeah. exactly the same. they all look exactly alike yeah yeah and finally i had to get you i was like man i'm driving around the driveway just go stand outside and when i drive by you wave me down yeah exactly <laughs> well i've always had issues like that now where i live it's like uh you know I had a delivery yesterday and a girl was Ukrainian and uh, I could. She got nervous when she called me on the phone because she couldn't find me, and she's like, uh, she got nervous, so her English got even worse. And I was like, okay, slow down, honey, slow down, slow down. I'm sorry, I am nervous. I I get nervous and the English gets worse. And I was like, okay, um, but we finally. You know, it's like she just kept passing by because this, uh, where I live, it's right off the hot, right off the road, but it's like a blind drive. You know, you have to know where it's at, or you don't even see it. I've and, been, to, have I, I think I've been to that place, right? It's in your your driveway's like almost straight up a hill. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't so, actually see the front of the house from the road. You can see the roof. <laughs> you can see the roof. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's talk for a minute, if we can, about uh, uh, this, the fact that this is National Beer Day. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I miss that? Well, <laughs> probably because I made it up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because... All those, all those goofy little holidays, like I keep up with uh, National Hot Foot Sunday Day. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Toe Jam Day. Um, I, um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm dubbing this as National Beer Day, um, which is really weird because well, I, I don't have any beer right now. Um, 
Me either. I drank all mine last night. Well, of course. <laughs> but I thought, as I said before, I thought it might be cool to just run down a few songs that mention beer. Uh, I don't know. It's, I just was wondering, you know, how many songs are out there that talk about beer. And I came up with quite a few. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, the first one, my favorite one is ZZ Top. Uh, beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Yeah. I used to sing that with the uh, Silver Travis guys. And uh, it was, man, that's a rocking song. Two guys singing back and forth, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you see me walking down the line with my favorite honky-tonk in mind. Uh, Toby Keith and Willie Nelson Beer for My Horses Beer for My Horses That's a good one And then there's Hank Jr's Notice a lot of the beer songs are also country songs There's a Tear in My Beer by Hank Jr Yeah And then uh, Hank 3 His son did Six Pack of Beer Papa Top Yeah there's a band, a real cool band called The Replacements back in the uh, 80s and 90s. The Replacements yeah, back in 90s. Yeah. In 97, they did a song called Beer for Breakfast. And That's a good one, man. Todd Snyder, great singer-songwriter, did one called Beer Run. <laughs> B-double-E-double-R-U-N. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a group in the 80s that I got to be friends with down in Atlanta. They should have been nationally known, but they weren't. They were opening for like Talking Heads, Pretenders, all these bands. They were called the Basics. And we got to be friends with Avian and Jimmy, the leaders of the band and all. They did an EP. This is this is really strange history. They did a little a, a vinyl EP, four songs. And oddly enough, it was produced by Johnny Sandlin who was the one that produced the Almond Brothers at Capricorn. But he produced this new wave record. Um, totally new wave punkish. But the first song was called Begging for Beer. And uh, oh, nice. it's a rocker, man. I was I started to pull it out of my MP3s and play it. But uh, and Jimmy just, you know, has got this whole thing where he, go, he sings, When I Wake Up. When I wake up, there is only one thing on my mind. Da, 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 da. Begging for beer. Do, do, do. But anyway, yeah, you'd have to hear it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's before the song starts. He does uh, He does the Three Stooges thing. Mo Larry, Mo Larry. Do you, do you remember a L.A. punk band called Fear? Yeah. Their leader, their lead singer was Lee Ving, the actor and musician. They yeah. had a song called "More." They had a song called "More Beer." Cool. Yeah. How about all the way back to 1962 with the Beach Boys, "Chug a Lug." That was about I, beer. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, the only chug a lug I know is that Roger Miller. Yeah. And that's about, that's not really about beer. No, that's his was not about beer. His was about uh, stronger. Yeah. George Surrogate, one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer, of course. Yeah. Tom oh, T. Hall, you remember Tom T. Hall? I like beer. Yeah, yeah. 
he wrote a, he wrote a lot about beer. He he, I, liked, I he really beer. liked beer. So so do I. I've written a lot about beer. I love little rubber ducks and beer. Um, <laughs> Mojo Nixon, my boy. I just uh, reviewed the Mojo Nixon box set. Oh, God. God, oh, boy. What a crazy man. He did a song called listen, Beer Ain't listen. Drinking. Right. I, w- I would listen to that box set, but I'm afraid of the kind of dreams I would have. Yeah, it gave me nightmares. Uh, right. The first time I ever heard of him was when he did the song Elvis is Everywhere. Yeah, and, and uh, remember the, the 80s, I guess, uh, the pop singer uh, Debbie Gibson, didn't he have a song called Debbie Gibson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> What was it, two-headed love job? With a two-headed love yeah. job. What a wonderful lyricist. Um, uh, Jamie Johnson did one called The Beer Song. Uh, Luke okay. Combs, another country guy. I like the title. I hadn't heard the song, but Beer Never Broke My Heart. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, cool. That's a, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of deep, man. <laughs> it is. It's kind of deep for Luke Combs. Uh, Brooks and Dunn did one called Beer Thirty. <laughs> it's yeah. Beer Thirty. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, here's a good one. George Jones and uh, George Jones teamed up with Garth Brooks and did one called Beer Run. Beer Run. Different one than the Snyder one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you remember Shelly West? I do. She did a song called Somebody Buy This Cowgirl a Beer. That's a, man, that's a good title. Yeah, yeah. I liked, I, I liked her a lot. Now, who was who was her husband? I don't know. Uh, they she recorded together something in uh, Shelly West. I don't, think, I, I don't think they were married. Oh, it was uh, just a I, duet. Uh, yeah, David Frizzell. David Frizzell, okay. Lefty, Lefty Frizzell's brother. Was it his brother? Okay. I think so. Uh, Luke Bryan did one called Drinking Beer and Wasting Bullets. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty that's good. A, that, that's a good title. That, that's some of that bro country, right? That's yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. Bro country. I like the title. I mean, I probably wouldn't like the song because the bro country, um, a lot of that stuff just doesn't appeal to me. Oh, I go back to, all the way back to 1960. You remember? You remember? Ever heard of Frank Yankovic? No. You Maybe. are you aware that Frank Yankovic was the father of Weird Al Yankovic? No, but when you tell me the title of this song, I bet I'm not going to be surprised. Beer Barrel Polka. Yeah. Pretty. And I'm going to go straight ahead and up guess that his. I'm going to go ahead and guess that his uh, dad was an accordion player like Weird exactly. Al. Exactly. Yeah, polkas. Uh, Kenny yeah. Chesney did one called Beer in Mexico. Uh, Tom Waits. I love Tom Waits. Tom Waits yeah. did one called Warm Beer, Cold Women. <laughs> that's like that's, the opposite yeah, of what you that, really want. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean... As you as you know, warm beer don't put me off at all. I know that's a, that's your that's your thing. I remember you you right. had warm well, beer, so people just, wouldn't ask it, you for it. 
Well, that's how that got started. But then what happened was, uh, it got started because I was in a band and nobody would ever bring beer to rehearsal. They would drink mine. And I figured out if I didn't put it in the refrigerator, they wouldn't drink it warm. Well, hell, it didn't bother me to warm. It was still beer. And, uh, but, uh, but then after that, it just got easier because it's like some of those shows that, that me and you've done together. You know, we're outside. There's no place, There's no way to keep it cold. Yeah. You know, so so uh, so I got used to drinking it rodeo cool, which oh means wind. That means air has touched the can. Oh <laughs> god. Well, this uh, buddy of mine over in Europe told me that they uh, in, in Germany they they drink their beer warm all the time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still beer. It's still my, beer. My, my grand, my grandfather would. Uh, he'd be baling hay, and he'd have a, uh, he'd have a case of, he'd have a case of beer on the tractor with him. He drank Falstaff or Jacks. Have a case of Jacks, and uh, he'd, uh, he'd set it. You know, I mean, that was in the days before air conditioned tractors. He's just on an old Ford tractor out there in July in Texas, and, you know, and it's 102 degrees, and it's hotter than that sitting on that tractor. And uh, and when he would open a can of it, about half of it would spew out in foam. He would hold his mouth over the can and suck that foam down. Oh, my God. So it's, so it's not to waste it. Yeah. You know, that's not the thing with Lone Star. I, you know, people always ask me, you know, uh, you drink that? Yeah. How come you drink it? Because that was what my grand, that was a lot of what the, my grandfather and the dads of my friends drank. When we got old enough to steal their beer, that was what was available. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, a thousand years ago when I first, uh, First time I ever tasted beer, I was out with, out in California with my family, and my grandpa was a beer drinker, and and he had PBR, and uh, I took, yeah. I, I snuck and got a little drink of that, and nearly puked. I thought, man, that is the awfulest I've ever, ugh, golly. Even to this day, if my friends, you know, think it's hip and cool to drink PBR, and I'm like, man, that stuff just don't taste good to me, but. That's beside the point. Um, Coco Taylor, the late great Coco Taylor. I did a cover story on Goldmine about her blues woman. She was great. She did a song called "Beer Beer Bottle Boogie." <laughs> that paints up quite a picture. I don't know. And the last one I've got on my list is uh, by the fictional band Soggy Bottom Boys from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. They did a song in there called "In Heaven There Ain't There Is No Beer." That was George Clooney's Ooh. bogus band. That's sort of a terrible uh, thought, isn't it? But, How could it be heaven? Yeah, I know. Uh, if, if there, uh, what was that song that said, "If, if there, something, not something, heaven, who the hell wants to go?" Oh. Um, be no god i can't remember some country song I'm thinking it's larry gatlin but i can't remember my mind is not working with me today for some reason it's just well, the only one like that that i can think of what you're talking about was that hank jr song if heaven ain't a lot like dixie yeah that's a good one too yeah uh 
Hmm. I can't remember this thing though. It was something about beer joints or something like that. Uh, there'll be no something in heaven. Who the hell wants to go something? I, I can't remember. I don't know. Eh, wrong number. Anyway, uh, I did want to. I wanted to touch on a quick uh, as the uh, you know as we watch the clock a little bit kind of a try and keep it under a dull roar this this week uh come going over every week and uh it doesn't matter but by the same token um it becomes the kudzu hour and 10 minutes instead of the kudzu radio hour the kudzu radio hour and 12 minutes um the latest issue of kudzu magazine if you guys haven't seen it yet, go to kudzumag.com and sp- make sure you spell it right. K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G.com and read the latest issue. It's free. Free, 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 free. Set them free. Um, right. Cover stories on the Outlaws. Interview with Henry Paul. There's an Outlaws contest that's currently underway. We have a bunch of prizes, a bunch of Outlaws things from Henry, uh, T-shirts, caps, uh, pictures, CDs, LPs, uh, autographs, uh, and the grand prize, the Peace Daily Resistance. (laughs) The Peace of Daily Resistance is uh, the um, gold record award from the Outlaws for their first album. And uh, it's pretty. It'd be look good hanging on the wall. All you got to do is look in kudzu and get the rules. You have to answer five questions. It's like an open book test. Five simple questions. Get the questions right. Mail them to the email address that's listed on that full page ad in the magazine and uh, send it to the correct email address <laughs> answer the questions correctly answer all five questions Correct. I have so many people who answer one question or who answer four questions correctly and one wrong or they get all the way down to the fifth question which is uh what is the name of the latest Outlaws album, which is all over that same page (laughs) as Dixie Highway this and Dixie Highway that. But I have a couple of people who put... Huh? name of the latest album, the Dixie Highway. Yeah, yeah. uh, But but they'll they'll be right there and they still put Green Grass and High Tides? Uh, yeah, no, that's not, not like 30 years ago, uh, or, you know, you know, and then you get these, you get a few people who will write and go, it ain't no outlaws without Huey, you know, it ain't the outlaws no more. I don't care about your dang contest. Cause it ain't the outlaws without Huey. And I'm like, well, you know, Huey passed, Huey passed away. Do you want him to just stop having the outlaws because he died? I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, it's uh, right. it, 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 you know, the music. 
people want to hear the songs and Henry and Monty, two original members of the band, are keeping it going and with really great musicians. So be thankful and shut up before I have to come over there and smack you. Well, okay. uh, anyway, what's funny is instead of the the fact that you're doing a contest with, about the band, it bothers me. Instead of just ignoring it, I'm gonna ride in. I'm gonna go out of my way. Great effort to tell you it's bothering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna enter the contest, but I don't like, but I don't like them. Yeah, and not only that, if I win, I am I'm gonna publicly uh, renounce that I won. You know. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll take it and bust it to pieces and film it. Right. Uh, that issue, uh, the new issue besides the Outlaw Sling, has an interview with Preston Holcomb, a really great percussionist who's been filling in, um, sitting in with Blackberry Smoke, and he's sort of an unofficial band member. But my pal Scott Green got a really deep interview with this guy. I mean, it's a long interview. It's interesting to learn about people that, you know, I probably would have never thought to interview Preston Holcomb, you know, sort of a side man kind of a guy. But, yeah. you know, it turns out he's very interesting. Uh, so it makes an interesting, interesting story. Also in that issue, uh, the archival interview I did years ago with drummer Buddy Miles. And um, also... Uh, Scott did a road trip to New York to see the brothers, um, the Almond tribute thing, you know, and that was right as the pandemic was hitting. So that was like the last concert for a while, Madison Square Garden. <sighs> also in this issue, Rock and Roll Health Chick, you know, uh, she writes a lot of good stuff about health from a rocker standpoint. Uh, other stuff, uh, unreleased gems, where the guy is uh, a guy in England's writing about unreleased albums that you may want to seek out. This one's got an article about an Atlanta rhythm section album that's really good. Sleep with one eye open, but it was never released. Should have been, but it never was. Uh, reviews of CDs, books, restaurants, live shows, more. Kudzumag.com. End of pitch. Um, shameless self-promotion I will say uh, buy my books please buy my books please buy well, my you, books you, you, you working on any new books? Uh, it's funny you had mentioned that um, yeah I'm working on a book about Capricorn Records uh, that I started about 10 years ago I'm back on it again I have the Paul Hornsby book finished. I'm not sure if it's still on schedule to come out in August, but hopefully it will. Then I have one done in line after that, ready, called uh, Free Birds and Midnight Riders. And oh, it's nice. more, it's uh, like a third, it's a third in a trilogy of books of interviews that go with Capricorn Rising and from Macon to Jacksonville. So now that's done. Just recently completed a movie script. Because of the pandemic, I was able to get a lot of writing done. Uh, but I finished a movie script I've been working on for 10 years, uh, co-writing with my friend Richard Smith. And um, we uh, got a screenplay that I think is going to be 
Uh, I don't know if it's really got a good chance of being made into a movie. If not by Hollywood, then by Netflix or Amazon. Or somebody. Somebody. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot more outlets now. So I've got friends that are in high places that are looking at it. and uh, So that'd be good. <clears throat> the uh, Let's see. So I write all the time, just writing, writing. With all this writing, I can't be wrong. So much writing, I can't be wrong. Wait a minute, I'm trying to make a joke there, but I can't quite get it. <clears throat> two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, two rights don't make a wrong. Or, never mind. I will say this about that, though. What you got going on? <laughs> That's about that. Uh, man, nothing. Just lockdown, you know? Oh, yeah. That's right. I already, already, everything I'm doing, we talked about earlier, I was just writing some songs and, and I went through, you know, I played that one earlier and, uh, and that's really about it. You know, I mean, you can't well, get out and play a gig anywhere. You are you going to, uh, do any more, um, online video? I doubt, I doubt it. Maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are doing that. And, uh, and suddenly so it's odd. like, there's so much of it though. Yeah. It used to be, for lack of a better word, it was kind of novel at first. Right, right. <laughs> and the uh, and now, now and it's now like it's, it's like widespread. It's like um, it's like a virus. Um, right. But the uh, it's viral. It's viral. It's gone viral. Yeah, I mean, it's, some of them are good, and uh, some of them, yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't yeah. done one because I just know that I'm not going to, you know, my stuff's not going to measure up to the Doobie Brothers and Blackberry Smoke and all that crap, you know. <laughs> uh, as far as music, though, I do, uh, I am proud of that last album I did, Making It Back to Making, that you were on. Well, that, uh, I just would really like right. to have somebody... You know, I would still like to sell some uh, if anybody's interested. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's a good album. I think it's good. It's got it uh, is a, good album. a lot of good people playing on it. I, got, uh, I, I thought that I thought that EP you did right before that was good. That we did at Jim's place, the green recorded at the Green Garage. Yeah, the Austin sessions with uh with us and Jim and um, Joy Parrish. Yeah. Joey Parrish. And what's, yeah. What's the drummer, Michael? Uh, McGeary. McGeary. He was really good. What a professional yeah, he's, he's, that guy was. He, he just breezed in there, uh, plays, just played his stuff and left. <laughs> yeah, he's he's easy to work with. Uh, yeah. You know, he's nuts. He's nuts, but he's easy to oh, work yeah, with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. But, you no, know, man, okay. he, he, he lived through Austin in the 70s, man, that redneck rock thing. So if he's a little bit nuts, man, you got to kind of cut him some slack. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, well, uh, we're about at the end, aren't we? We are just about at the end. Uh, but, you know, I did want to say something about our sponsor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's yeah. our sponsor this week? Well, you know, you owe Springer Mountain Farms. Oh, that's an organic, antibiotic, antibiotic-free chicken, right? 
Yes, you said a mouthful there. A tasty mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, that was bad. <laughs> a tasty yeah. mouthful. Yeah, yeah it know. is. Uh, we're happy to have our sponsor, Springer Mountain Farms Chicken, fresh organic chicken responsibly raised on family farms. No that antibiotics, no uh, hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts, no junk. Uh, right. Just good chicken. Like Get more chicken. info or order online at springermountain.com. And that's springermtn.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthy for you, but it also tastes great. It's really good stuff, man. Uh, no kidding. A, um, all right. Well, Billy, uh, closing out, we're going to uh, play a song. And this is going to be Blackberry Smoke from their upcoming uh, live at Capricorn Sound Studios record. It's coming out in June. Where they uh, they cover Marshall Tucker and they cover um, oh, Almond Brothers. But they did a song by Little Richard. And uh, we're going to play that one. It's got Jimmy Hall on harmonica. Nice. And we're going to go out with that Southern Child thing. But we will see you next week. So say bye, Billy. See y'all next week, man. Everybody be safe. Only That's way it. it could be any better is if they ended lockdown and I was in Spartanburg. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. See you later. Uh -huh.
Well, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And if you would, do me a favor. Pass the word along uh, any way you can through social media, etc., that the Kudzu Radio Hour is alive and well and back on its feet again. Um, Went away for a long time, but we're really happy to be back on and we're on a new platform and we've got better sound and better control and uh, working on getting some guests on and all kinds of stuff. So uh, lots to look forward to. In the meantime, please take care of yourself. Uh, practice social distancing, practice whatever you got to practice to take care of yourself and your family because that's what matters. Take care, and we will see you here next week. Keep it real, folks. Keep it Southern. <laughs>